I'm Paul Stoltz, former professional kicker who spent way too much time in the offensive film room. And I'm Anthony LaFreary, an award-winning sports reporter and possible starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys by the end of the season. God, that is a scary thought. You know, I've seen you throw the football, bro. It is not pretty. But if they, they keep getting hurt, you've already got the jersey to wear. But well, let me ask you a question too, Paul. Compare me to Ben DiNucci. I think I stack up pretty okay with him right now. I mean, the, the Nooch didn't show an ability to throw the ball further than 15 yards. I've seen you throw it 16 yards, and I am flabbergasted. QB1 right here. <laughs> 15 games in 15 minutes. We're going to use a different format for this week's episode. Instead of Anthony going and doing one game, then me doing one game, we're going to collaborate and make it more of a dialogue. Real quick. 12 o'clock noon, Eastern Standard Time, later today, we are going to be fielding your start-sit questions as well as going over all of the inactives. Please tune in on Instagram Live at FCK Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at FCK Podcast. And lastly, whether you're listening on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button and smash that like button for us. It helps us move up in the algorithms. All right, Ant, without further ado, let's hit them with the first game. All right, Paul, let's get cracking here. Let's kick things off with a good old-fashioned tank ball. We'll get the 1-7 and seven Giants at the 2-5 and five Washington Generics. Who do you like in this game? Oh, I like the Giants to win an ugly one. The football team's defense has been uh, very underrated. So I actually don't love the Giants running backs, but their offensive line showed – a propensity to actually get to the second level for the first time in four years. So I think Gallman gets, you know, another 60, 70 yards. Maybe he scores a touchdown. But in terms of who I think is going to have a great game, I don't think there's anyone here. You know, McLaurin, when he's being covered by James Bradbury, is going to get shut down. He had seven catches last time. Only one of those was on Bradbury. And on the Giants' side of the equation, you know, you have Slayton and you have Sterling Shepard. Both could be in for decent games, but for DFS purposes, there's nobody I really love in these games. Also to know Golden Tate is not traveling with the team. There's no one I like really in this game for DFS purposes at all. Even in really a regular format, uh, McLaurin maybe, that's about it. Until, until the generics, for lack of a better word, uh, decide to turn to Alex Smith, there's just no one I really trust outside of maybe Terry McLaurin on a weekly basis in, in Washington. Next game up, we've got the 5-3 and three Bears at the 5-2 and two Titans. That's a pretty good matchup right there. What do you like? Yeah, you know, the Bears, when they were 5-1 and one and 5-2, and two, we kept saying they're the most overrated 5-1 and one team, 4-0 and oh team, whatever they were. Mm -hmm. uh, this is actually a good matchup for the Bears. Uh, I think Foles, your boy, is actually going to have a good one here. My uh, One of my three daily fantasy wide receiver plays this week is going to be Allen Robinson. I think he's going to have a really, really good game. It's a strong matchup for him. Derrick Henry is a pretty safe bet. I've been loving Darryl, uh, sorry, Darnell Mooney more and more and more. He's getting his, his uh, target share increases from week to week, and he's a big play guy. Foles has been finding him down the field. Montgomery's an okay play here, um, and I think Jimmy Graham could see a few end zone targets if you're looking to stream a tight end. Uh, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I agree with you on just about anything. Derrick Henry at this point, I would start against the NFC Pro Bowl defense at this point. I just don't think anybody could stop him. Mm -hmm. It's a rare take I feel I've gotten wrong. Foles is due for a big game. And the the Titans kind of remind me of the AFC version of the Bears. They have a great record, but they've caught some breaks. The only difference is Derrick Henry is just out of this world. I like I like Foles. I like Henry. I like Robinson. Yeah, I've been pretty high on A.J. Brown and Corey Davis of late as well. I don't think this is a good game with them. We say it every week, but the, the Bears' corners are the best in the business. I am interested to see here if Jonu Smith has a bounce back. The weakness of the Bears' defense is their linebacking core. All right, next up, we got the 3-4 and four Lions at the 2-5 and five Vikings. Yeah, so the big story here is that Stafford has been activated from the COVID-19 list. He will be playing. However, he will be without Kenny Galladay. This means I love TJ Hawkinson and I love uh, Marvin Jones this week. If you're looking for a streamer, look at Marvin Hall or Danny Amendola. Um, you know, we ever, I think every listener of this podcast knows how talented I think DeAndre Swift is, and he's proven it over and over. Peterson is still healthy. He's still going to get, be a thorn in our side. That will change at some point. So I don't, I don't know what that's going to look like. But Minnesota's run defense has been pretty weak this year. Uh, there's a shot that Swift has a monster game. He's worth the start. On Minnesota's side of the ball, the only thing that worries me – so, by the way, I think this is going to be a shootout, both teams scoring in the 30s. The only thing that worries me on Minnesota's side of the ball is Detroit's best defensive player is Jeff Akuda. He is a stud first-round pick rookie. He's been excellent. I don't know if he's going to shadow Thielen or Jefferson. We'll see. But one of them should have a pretty good game. Dalvin Cook is as safe as they come. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is safe so long as Mike Zimmer remembers he's on the team. He has a tendency to do that sometimes. It's a, This is one of those games. It's a battle of running backs that should get the ball a lot more than they normally do. Um, uh, just to piggyback also off of what you said, Marvin Jones, as you all may recall, I had him as one of my buy-low trade targets in our previous episode with special guest, your fantasy doctor. This is a week where he could shine, guys. Love him. Yeah, good matchups across the board for him. Yeah, yeah. Next up, uh, three and five Panthers at the seven and one Chiefs. It, the Chiefs defense is, again, an underrated defense against both the pass and the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have trouble predicting at this point between DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson runs more underneath stuff, right? Robbie Anderson used to just be a go deep hand waver type of guy. He's not that anymore. So uh, I don't know which one to pick. They'll have okay games more than likely, but here's the big story for the Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey is officially coming back this week. What's his usage? I don't know. I have to guess that if they are going to use him, Uh, and play him, they're going to use him as normal. You may see a little more Mike Davis than you're comfortable with. I'm I'm full systems go on Christian McCaffrey. As for the Chiefs, you're probably going to see a little more Clyde Edwards-Hilaire early in this game. Uh, uh, We, of course, know that the Carolina Panthers run defense is their Achilles heel, but I'm a go on all normal Chiefs, Kelsey, Hill, uh, Edwards-Hilaire. I'll take a shot at Le'Veon Bell if he's my only option. Yeah. The the one thing that I think McCaffrey does have going for him in his first game back, 
Uh, Chris Jones, I believe, is on the COVID list right now. That should make his life a little bit easier. So if you drafted him, you're going to start him. I might wait a week in DFS just to see what he's going to do. But start your Chiefs. All right, we've got now one and six Texans at one and six Jaguars. Paul, who you got in this one? Well, first of all, Anthony, have you ever heard of Jake Luton? No. Does he sit on a futon? <laughs> he is the starting quarterback this week for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, beat out Mike Glennon <laughs> for the That's starting job this something. Week. With, uh, with, with Minshew out. They want to see what he's got. Uh, he was an Idaho Vandal and then transferred to Oregon State. They say he's been de- decent in, in camp and, and in practice, but I have no interest in any Jaguars at all whatsoever this week. I'll keep it that simple. Uh, yeah, of course, you can start James Robinson. And I know the Texans' defense is pretty bad, and there's no Whitney Merciless, but I still don't see a way that the Jaguars put up more than 20 points. And I think the Texans are going to put up 35 plus points on the Jaguars. Uh, Give me Brandon cooks and give me Will Fuller this week. I think this is going to be an absolute trouncing of the Jaguars. Yeah, this, this, this is going to be brutal. If you've got someone on the Texans offense, you're going to want to start them, especially uh, I love the Sean Watson and DFS this week. I got to tell you something. It may even be worth a look to have the Texans defense in DFS this week because I think they're going to be a rudderless ship this week. Next up, we got a battle of five and twos. We've got the Baltimore Ravens with my favorite quarterback, Lamar Jackson, and the Indianapolis Colts with your favorite quarterback, Phillip Rivers. Uh, in case you haven't listened to our fat past few episodes, uh, Anthony is being highly sarcastic as <laughs> Uh, I've just been ripping Rivers apart. Look, I know he had a really good game against uh, the Lions statistically, but let me tell you, that was not really a very well-played game by Rivers. He only completed a few, maybe it was six passes tops to receivers. He is not throwing the ball further than 10 yards down the field. Uh, The one good thing here for the Colts is that Pittman is back. We'll see how he comes into play uh, on the outside, but uh, the Ravens' defense is just going to rip Phillip Rivers apart. Yeah. I am not interested in predicting carry share or legislating the legislation of usage between Jonathan Taylor and Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines. I don't have any interest in Rivers, who is going to get blown up. I do have interest in the Ravens' defense, uh, and I have no interest in any of the indie receivers. Uh, on the Baltimore side of the ball, this is a tough matchup for Lamar Jackson. Uh, Indy is stout with their outside pass rush, which means they're going to put Lamar Jackson in contain. They're not going to let him step up in the pocket. Uh, I do like our guy J.K. Dobbins here, though. I think Edwards is a little slower. He'll have a little more trouble with Indy. Dobbins could be in for a good game. Maybe your boy Hollywood Brown gets a deep ball over the top, but he's going to have a couple shots, but he's got to convert. I think this is going to be a good defensive battle. Yeah, I think Dobbins is going to do his thing this week. Uh, Ingram's out again. Hollywood Brown, I'm so disappointed in him this year. Uh, But I should have known better when Matthew Berry proclaimed him the next Tyreek Hill over over the preseason. Six and one Seahawks at six and two Bills. Paulie, who you like in this this matchup? There is fantasy glory all over these two games. 
first of all, I want to point out that Chris Carson is out, Carlos Hyde is out, and the Bills' run defense has been putrid for several weeks now. So I do have some interest in DJ Dallas as a value play in daily fantasy. I also have an interest in actually starting him as a flex or an RB2 in fantasy leagues. On the offensive side of the ball for the Bills, if I can choose one wide receiver to play and pay anything for, it's Stephon Diggs. I also think he's going for three to $500 under market value um, on DraftKings and FanDuel. Play him no matter what. This is a phenomenal matchup. For the Seahawks receivers, here's my one concern. My one concern is DK Metcalf. He's being matched up with Tredavious White, who has had a little trouble lately, but it's because he's not healthy. White is fully healthy. I love Tyler Lockett this week. Yeah, I'm with you, especially with the DJ Dallas uh, maneuver there. The Bills have to go all out to try and stop Russ from cooking. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well that's even going to work out. And Stephon Diggs is going to eat this week. Yeah, and no interest for me in Zach Moss or Devin Singletary this week. They'll abandon any yeah. run that they were going to do in the first. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. Yeah. So moving right along, we've got the three and four Broncos at the two and six Falcons. Yeah, look, I, I, you and I debate this all the time. I don't think Drew Locke is all world, but I think he is a significant upgrade over Driscoll and Rippon. And he showed that last week when he played the Chargers. The Falcons are an even worse defense. So I am interested in Tim Patrick coming back off an injury. I'm interested in Jerry Judy. I actually love Noah Fant this week. On the Falcons' side of the ball, um, Calvin Ridley is out. Give me Julio all day long here. Uh, I'm interested in Gage. Hurst is not a bad play at tight end. If you need one, he's also good value on DraftKings and and FanDuel. Um, As for Gurley, it's a decent matchup. We think he's overachieved of late, though. Four and three Raiders at two and five Chargers. Josh Jacobs is... One of my recommended daily fantasy running back plays this week. After we called him as a buy low, he went over 100 yards. I think this is the big Josh Jacobs breakout game that we've been waiting for. Darren Waller should be in for some strong action here. Derek Carr is a decent play. Uh, Look, they'll take a couple deep shots to rugs, but besides that, I'm not that interested in any other uh, Raider receivers. On the Chargers side of the ball, Give me some Justin Jackson for sure. Um, also, Keenan Allen is about as safe as they come. He's a good pickup for daily fantasy. He's going to see another set of double-digit targets. Not as interested on Mike Williams, who's been a downfield threat. The Raiders' pass rush has been one of the best in the NFL this year. Won't give Williams time to get downfield. Henry's a decent start at tight end as well. So moving right along, uh... My three hours of misery this weekend. 7-0 and Steelers at 2-6 and Cowboys. Here we go. Garrett Gilbert, formerly of the AAF, will be under center for the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. And Ezekiel Elliott, I heard a report earlier today that the Cowboys are actually uh, moving forward and preparing as if Zeke is not going to play tomorrow. He's going to try to go in pregame workouts, but I've had this vibe all week that Zeke isn't going to go, and I'm feeling more and more. I don't have anything to report that he's definitely not playing. It's just my gut feeling as a Cowboy fan. Uh, 
God, the only thing I'm going to recommend with this game for sure is out of any player this weekend in DFS, especially if Zeke is out, pay whatever you have to for the Steelers defense. <laughs> Just pay whatever you have to pay. They they may set a fantasy football record for points from a defense this weekend. Um there's no one I like with the Cowboys until we see Garrett Gilbert can do anything. The Steelers just – the Cowboys showed a little bit more fight uh, defensively last week, but that could be a mirage of Carson Wentz at giving the ball away four times. Um, but obviously you're playing Ben, you're playing Connor, you're playing Juju, you're playing Claypool. Just play anybody. It's, it's really sad right now. Garrett Gilbert, Clark Kent, Lex Luthor, Bruce Banner, Stephen Strange. I don't care. (laughs) Peter Parker, I don't care. This guy is not a superhero. The Pittsburgh defense is full system to go. This game could be 40 to 10. I do like Juju. I love James Conner this week. That is the other running back I'm recommending. Stick Conner and Josh Jacobs in your backfield. Watch them run. Four and three Dolphins at five and two Cardinals. Paulie, who do you like in this game? Uh, I like the Cardinals to win. I am not sold on Tua yet, but I think it'll be a close game uh, because the, the, the Dolphins defense will keep this competitive. Now, the trouble for uh, Miami is that Miles Gaskin is out. Matt Breida is out. DeAndre Washington is on the commissioner's exemption list still which leaves Jordan Howard and Patrick Laird, and then two other guys that I don't believe have had NFL snaps before in Salvin Ahmad and Lynn Bowden. I'll play Patrick Laird because I think they're going to be down and uh, need to pass the ball, but you could see some ground and pound from Jordan Howard early, who we know is capable of you know, making some decent uh, runs, and he'll definitely be the goal linebacker. One super sleeper play I've got, deep sleeper, won't cost you anything on Daily Fantasy, is Jakeem Grant. He is their playmaking uh, wide receiver. He's the one that returns punts and kicks, and they're going to hit him on a couple end-arounds, a couple short routes, and see if he can make some plays. On the Cardinals' side of the ball, Hopkins is a must-play. Christian Kirk is a decent play, you know, in a flex or a wide receiver three. I love Chase Edmonds this week as a starting running back. I got to tell you, Paul, I I think this game has all the makings of a blowout unless Jordan Howard can ground and pound and keep them in the game. Tua didn't look that good last week. Uh, The Cardinals have an exceptional pass defense. There's no one on the Dolphins I particularly trust this week, even though I'm desperate enough to start Jordan Howard. Um, Cardinals, just lock and load. Just lock and load with, with, with your Kylers and your Hopkins. I, I love them in DFS this week, too. Mm-hmm. It's a good stack. Yeah. Sunday night, our nightcap. We've got the 5-2 and two Saints at the 6-2 and two Buccaneers. Battle of QB Goats. Paul, who are you looking for in this game? Well, first of all, I want to say something about how ridiculous the media is with Brady and with Drew Brees. So, literally, there is one touchdown separating them from the NFL record. And every time one of them overtakes the other one, we see breaking news on ESPN. 
Oh, Breeze <laughs> just set the NFL record. And for people that don't know that he passed Tom Brady, right, in NFL record for touchdown passes, they wouldn't know. <laughs> like that he how just. Many how many times are they going to stop the game Sunday night when one guy passes the other? <laughs> right. We just made NFL history, folks. And then we just made it again four more times. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Uh, I like Scotty Miller this week. Godwin, Godwin unlikely to play. Evans is likely to play, but will have a touch ma tough matchup in Lattimore. Uh, as for the Saints, big game for Alvin Kamara, who won't see a ton of work out of the backfield. We'll see a lot of passes coming his way. But look for the, the fast Tampa Bay linebacking core to be able to stop him from getting a lot of yardage. Still a big PPR Day. Emmanuel Sanders is back. We're still monitoring Michael Thomas. I do love Emmanuel Sanders, who won't see much of Carlton Davis, who is their top defensive back. But the big thing that you, you we didn't talk about here is that their their Buccaneers are getting some receiver this week. <laughs> some guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Antonio Brown. He's gonna step right into that Godwin role. Listen, I predict right off the bat, he's got the chemistry with Brady. Bruce Arian said he looked phenomenal in practice. I'm going to go conservative here, conservative, and say he's going to put up what he put up with Brady last year in that one game in New England. Uh, four catches, 50-something yards, and a score. I think that's pretty reasonable. And finishing up the weekend, we've got the 2-5 and five Patriots at the 0-8 Jets. Paul Belichick is vintage Belichick this week. He's listed on the final injury report, 17 players as questionable. <laughs> you know, they would have been put on as probable, but uh, they got rid of that rule five years ago because Belichick has abused it so much. Yeah, everyone on, on the Patriots is either questionable or on injured reserve right now. But here's the deal, man. There are three Patriots that I love this week. The first. Cam Newton. He is not just fighting for the Patriots season. He is fighting for his own starting job. I love Damian Harris, who has showed us in recent weeks, he is the number one running back. He is the number one option, and he's got some dance to him. He's got some moves. I like him for a 100-yard game. I like Cam for 70 yards on the ground and a touchdown. And here is my ultimate daily fantasy sleeper play of the week. Give me Jacoby Myers. He has led the team in targets each of the last two weeks. He had a quick stint with Brady last year when they had injuries where he was going to him. This guy knows how to get open. On the Jets side of the ball, there are two guys I like. One is Jamison Crowder, who has been practicing limited. He should finally be back this week. And I also like LaMichael Pirine to catch a few passes. You know, Paul, I just had an epiphany. Go ahead. I went all week. I really was like meh about this game and even Cam. But let me tell you two reasons why. I love the Patriots in this game, and I love Cam Newton in this game. I'm going to take it one step further with playing for his starting job. He's playing for his career this week. If he doesn't put up numbers against this Jets team, it's over for him. It is over for him. He has to dominate this game. He has to dominate this game, number one. And number two, the Patriots are going to put it on the Jets because there's nothing Bill Belichick loves to do more than put it on the Jets. Hence, 17 guys on the injury report. 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
tune in with us on Instagram Live. We will both be there to go over the inactive report and answer all of your start sit questions at FCK Podcast. If you don't already follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, please take a second, hit that subscribe button for us and smash that like button. Leave us a comment. We answer within two hours every time you leave us a comment. Happy to help you. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in at, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, however you're listening. Looking forward to a great weekend of football.